welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Evening. How are you today? Very well, are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, anything uh, good happening in the last week or so? No, I don't think there has, actually. You're right. There's a couple of things. Right. Um, Bobby showed me a picture of... Uh, a bare-chested Vladimir Putin riding a bear on a fridge magnet. <laughs> right. Um, Is that on his fridge? Uh, no, no, he just showed me a picture of it because he's got a friend who's Russian that was going to that, that was that was getting one. Right. So, uh, but we stand with Ukraine on this podcast, don't we? Yeah. And um, I want you to imagine the scenario. It's the Challenge Cup final. Yeah. Wembley. Yeah. Mm. It's 18 all. Right. There's a minute to go. Okay. Okay. And your team has a penalty, 40 yards out. Right. So what you do, you make a quick sub. <laughs> right. What are you laughing at? Come on. You make a quick sub because the lad who's coming on has got a big kick and he can kick it a long way. Mm. But... He hits the post, it bounced down, and the opposition run 80 yards and score. And he missed the tackle. And he missed the tackle. <laughs> <laughs> the Carabao Cup yeah, you in go. rugby league terms. rugby league terms. That was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah. Funny ass. Well, the explanation, though, because that's what... Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I liked it, yeah. yeah. Do you think if there was another net on top of the net... Yeah. He'd have hit that one. I don't know, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in rugby league because that was a great kick, wasn't it? Mm. It's was a great conversion, wasn't it? I've always thought goalkeepers have made really good conversion yeah. takers. Don't know why, I just have. Well, I mean, some teams have struggled with conversions this season. I'm thinking, there's, you know, there's an idea. Here on loan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, there you go. Do you know what? This also, as well, I know it's like we like to, we like a landmark season two episode four, but in total this is our fortieth episode. Four oh. Who'd have thought we'd have made it this far? Well, who'd have thought you'd have made it this far? Well, not me. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> should, um, should we move on then? To Rugby League. Uh, we've had three minutes of the podcast and we've not really mentioned anything yeah, sure, Rugby yeah. related yet. Yeah. Okay. I suppose we should, shouldn't we? I suppose so. Should we start off with uh, round three? Yes. Before I do... Oh, here we go. No, I thought, uh, and I, I don't know how it's going to work out after this week, shall we say, but there was, team, there was a lot of teams with maximum points and there was a lot of teams with no points. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be one of the most contested leagues for years I'm not quite sure I'm feeling about after after the first couple of games mm. time will tell but I'm just just saying really okay um, so we'll see um, where should we start then on Thursday yes which one on Thursday because for some reason there was two wasn't there uh, well, we'll start off with the the Wigan and Huddersfield game okay I think for the simple reason that we need to pay tribute to uh, uh, Vyinga to Ingamala Yes, Inga the Winger. Inga the Winger. Um, he was a... I mean, you didn't see him play, I didn't did see him, no. Oh, he was a beast. Just, probably just before my yeah, time. Absolute beast. Just, you know, if he's on a... 
it's a little bit like a prop running full at you. If you think about someone like Alex Wormsley or someone running at you from ten yards out, but he's got mm. the pace of a he's got the pace of a winger. And like the an build, early Leslie Vinacolo. I was just going to say, and the and and the build of Leslie Vinacolo, but with a more pace, more pace. Yeah, mm. and just like just really, uh, you know what? You know, you get these players that you sort of you get worried when they get the ball in the hands. Mm. Um, and then you take great delight, don't you, in when they get tackled or they make a knock-on or mm. something like that because actually you're quite... Relieved. Yeah, because you're quite feared of these players, aren't they? They're the ones that get most stick, aren't they? I mean, we've had players like that, like Ryan Hall and Jermaine McGilvery. They've got that sort of build, haven't they? But these, like, Kiwis and yeah. Pacific Islanders and, and stuff, they've got, like, this sort of just... In the monstrousness yeah, about them. They've got what, sorry? Like monstrousness <laughs> like inside them. They've just got like this anger, aren't they? That's like they're not gonna get brought down. Monster munchness. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They'd like because like like I say, we've had Hall and McGilvery who, who are the closest that we've had for that, but they're like dead nice, aren't they? And that. Yeah, I know what you mean. But they've got just this viciousness. I know what you mean. But yeah, I wouldn't want to tackle him. No, but he was a he was a tremendous player and mm. um, thoughts with his uh, family. He's only only fifty two as well. No age, is it? No, not at all. So thoughts with his uh, friends and family. Absolutely, um, and just a, 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 a tribute to um, to the player that he was, mm. um, which was appreciated uh, by the crowd at the DW Stadium, and uh, Wigan ended up. Uh, honouring his memory with a 22-12 win over the Huddersfield Giants. Yeah. I mean, was it? I mean, it's hard to say when you're not there and watching the 80 minutes. It looked like a close game, but I don't think Huddersfield ever really threatened to snatch two points, did they? <laughs> they kept pulling back within sort of six points. Mm. Um, I think what they will be pleased with, though, Huddersfield, is that Wigan have made a really, really solid start to the season. And Huddersfield competed well. Mm. Um, they had good possession. They looked lively. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of those games that they'll probably take some heart from and think, well, if we can do that there mm. with the start that they've had and how, how Wigan are looking, then playoffs are a are a, a, poss- a real possibility for us this year. Yeah, definitely. They'll they'll take a lot from that and they'll learn a lot of lessons from that and they'll be proud of what they've done for a lot of the game. The the goal line defence was very poor, I thought. Mm. Um, it's definitely an area that they'll be looking to improve on. Similar, we talked about that with Wakefield last week Yeah, and it was a very similar um, yeah. sort of, uh, sort of try-scoring uh, display really yeah. as that would uh, with Wakefield and Catalans. The yeah, they'll be, they'll be disappointed in yeah. that aspect of their game. Um, yeah. but you know, it was the old boys for Wigan doing it, yeah. wasn't it? 43 year old Liam Farrell, yeah, on the score sheet twice, who's isn't he? still evergreen, yeah, just sort of Roby esque in that sort of turn. He just doesn't stop, does he? And just and, and and Tommy Lulawai rolled back the years as well. He looked really good yeah. and, and, and put himself about defensively, as he always has done anyway, but yeah. really sort of rolled back the years in this game and, and led them to victory, really. Yeah. Uh, Bateman looking quite good again and back to his best or getting back to his best. So 
Uh, Wigan will be real contenders, I think, this year. They'll be there or thereabouts anyway. Yeah, I think so. And that's probably a surprise to what we thought at the start of the season, I think. Yeah. Um, This one was an odd one, I thought. Leeds 4, Catalan 10. Very odd game. I thought, personally, that Leeds should have won this. I do. I mean, they bombed at least four chances. Yeah. Um, from a few yards out, they had they had somebody that they put through a gap and then they knocked on. Yeah. They just didn't take the chance. They they bombed two on ones. They um they knocked on over the line. Things mm-hmm. like that. And I just thought they should have. I just thought Leeds should have come away with a victory there because again. Again, for the third game in a row, Catalans didn't really impress me, and yet they've won two out of three. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because, you know, I'm completely with you. Catalans just haven't looked very good and seem to have a massive hangover coming off a, a really good season that you mentioned, you know, uh, last week or the week before. It can happen. How yeah. you can come so close and then it, it's not always automatic that you're going to do the same thing next season. You know, it, it, it can be heartbreaking and it obviously was heartbreaking but they've, they've got to start improving quickly because they are sort of in real danger of not even making the playoffs if they carry on as they are. The, playing as they are, yeah. Playing as they are, yeah. yeah not, you know. Uh, we won't see Richie Myler. For around 10 weeks? No, I know Leeds have had inju- injuries, haven't they? Harry Newman's yet to feature for them. I think he might be back this week. But yeah, possibly. I think that's what's uh, been floating around, hasn't it? But, yeah. Um, we might find that out after. Yes. Because, because on tonight's show, uh, we're featuring uh, Leeds Rhinos, aren't we? We are. With our friend Eddie from uh, uh, the Lot Pod. Yes. Uh, and Lot17A on Twitter. Yeah. So uh, we'll find a little bit more out about uh, what's happening in the Leeds camp off Eddie, I think, later on. I think we will. But I know that Aidan Sees has come in for a bit of stick, saying that he doesn't want to do anything. Um, and I think that showed because there was a shot after the game where his kit was sparkling. Caesar? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he had a speck of mud on him. It's not right, that, is it? Not really. I know he's a seven. Not but... when we've had storms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one wasn't person... storm Caesar, that's one, for sure. One person I did notice, though... To be to be given some credit was Mitchell Pierce. Uh, yeah, when did you notice him? Sorry, oh, when he got a yellow card. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A- another the cards have continued in this round anyway, haven't they? Yeah, I- I've got something on that in a bit because there's, there was a card in one of the other game that I, I want to bring that up if that's okay. But yeah, they have continued. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well. Shall we go on to that game that I'm talking about, which is uh, Hull KR and Castleford? I thought it might be this game, to be honest. Uh, Hull KR 26, Castleford 10. Mm-hmm. If we start with the um, the cards, Fiamaro uh, uh, had a yellow card. Mm. And we've, uh, it's, it's a contentious thing, isn't it? He's made contact with the head, which is the clamp down thing in it of the last 12 months, really, I suppose. Yeah. But, if someone's, if you're making a tackle in that split second and someone's slipped and fell into you, mm. how do you avoid it? Well, he didn't even slip, did he? He was going down off the bottom um, and, and sort of went down with the ball. So he's obviously no intentions of staying up on his feet. And 
what's what's Verema supposed to do? Just let him go or jump over him? Or I'm not quite sure what he's meant to do in that situation. I don't know, but you right? You pl- you play right? So you, you play a stretch, the stretch, but right. Yeah. So you play every week, right? So <laughs> again, a bit of a stretch. <laughs> you knew this team. <laughs> Depends how many players you've got. Yeah. But you're supposed to play every game. You yeah. have got a game this week, I believe, though. First game of the season. Yes. Yes. Right. So you're playing. Somebody comes into you and they, you're, you set yourself, you square on, mm-hmm. you set yourself then to make the hit. And as they come into you, a millisecond before they fall down, but you're still making, you're already committed to making that hit. Is there any difference between that and being committed to, let's say, um, tackling the kicker? No, because either way, you're committed to making that tackle. I say you already committed and you've already started your motion of making the tackle. You can't just change what you're doing. It's not like an instant thing where you can just pull your art, you know, pull your arms back or anything. It happens in an absolute millisecond, doesn't it? So yeah. you can't just stop what you're doing. And, I, and I'm sure that's what the RFL and the match review panel are, in it, are expecting these players to do. Mm. And you just can't. Sometimes, and I understand the reasoning behind it, trying to protect players and whatnot, but there's a difference between that and intentionally going knocking someone's head off, like, say, Napa in the first round. In, yeah, for Cat, like, yeah. yeah, on uh, was it Percival. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference between that. Or, or a shoulder charge. Yeah. A Latrell Mitchell type of yeah, challenge. Yeah. Because they know what they're, they're going with the intent there, aren't they? Yeah. And I think sometimes... Just on that, he showed a lot of remorse this week, I noticed. Uh, Latrell Mitchell. Did he? Uh, no. Oh. No, he said the game had gone soft and it was the game's fault, not his, that he put somebody in hospital with a broken cheekbone. Right. What anyway, anyway, carry on. Sorry. Um, the difference between the two incidents hmm. and Absolutely. I think when it comes to something like the Ferraimo incident... I think we've just got to accept that it's rugby league, and if you don't like it, well, rugby league's not for you. I think the need, well, there needs to be a thing where you, where you've got sort of like it's not a deliberate contact with it, with someone's head. Well, exactly, and I think that's I know that ends up then being referee's discretion, but that's better than, than, than what we have now. It's it's ruining it. It yeah. is ruining it. Yeah. Um, no, you're right, and. At the end of the day, I think we just have to accept that this is rugby league and it's, yeah. it's part of it. Well, on to the actual game. Um, we were at a toss-up this week, weren't we, whether to ask one of our Castleford fans on mm. or one of our Leeds fans on. Yeah, And we plunked with Leeds in the end, but we could have easily gone with Castleford because that's three in a row now for Castleford. Mm. Um, and I think the manner of this defeat... I mean, they were they were close at half time, and they were winning up till two minutes before half time, and then the twenty minutes of the past half time completely ran away. The game completely ran away from them. Yeah, it did, and again, discipline and just are they fit enough? I don't know. But there was this big thing about Lee Radford and new era at Cass, and it's just been such a disappointment. And I think it's left people questioning mm. whether. He can improve him. Wasn't he on his way to coach somewhere in this new um, NARL, the, with the American one? 
I don't know. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I'm sure he was on his way to coach like Las Vegas or something. It was definitely one of those teams, right? I think, yeah. Okay. Uh, when they picked him up, which sort of raised question marks in the first place, I think. Mm. But, um, but yeah, you're right. Um, the discipline in the three matches has been shocking. Yeah. I don't know the statistics on it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're the ones that have given most penalties away in the three games. No. No, me neither. No. Um, another match on Friday night. Uh, St. Helens 20, Wakefield 4. Pretty standard, I think, from the champions. I don't think they ever really got out of second gear. Um, Mark Percival had another good game. He scored his second try was brilliant with a break from Makinson down the wing and then he put a little grubber in yeah. for Percival to um, pounce on. Um, I thought Wakefield gave it a good go uh, from the bits that I'd seen. I thought Wakefield were really inventive. Mm. They tried little kicks. They tried different things. I think they knew that if they were just going to play Saints as any other team and down the middle and things like that with the way that Saints defend, yeah, I, I think they knew they weren't going to get anywhere. Yeah, And I think they tried to throw it out really quickly. I think they tried to get out wide. Certainly tried to get at Conrad Hurrell, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and I thought they were really positive. And Saints had a... Um, they had a purple patch, didn't they, sort of midway through the first half where they got three reasonably quick tries, which I suppose put the game to bed in a way. Mm. But they, but Wakefield uh, kept them to one score in the second half. Yeah, like I say, um, they give it a good go. And I think teams know that if you try and take Saints up the middle, you're not going to win. Mm. So I think that's why... Well, that was obviously why they were throwing the ball out wide mm. uh, quickly and getting it out there early and, and made a, a few breaks as well mm. and, and scored off a kick um, that they put into the corner that Johnston managed to get past. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Josh Sim um, yeah. for, for their try. But Yeah, I mean, Willie Poaching said after the game that he was pleased with the way that they'd gone about it and the stuff they'd tried. Yeah, right. I'd, and, be, I'd be quite happy, even though they, they lost what you would say quite heavily. Um, it was just the manner in which... They, if they play like that against... If they play like that every week, they won't go far wrong this well, season. Well, they've got leads this week. That could be a really, really interesting game. Yeah. Could be a really interesting game, I, but... You're right, though. If they play like that every week, I'd, they won't be in fear of relegation at any, no, at any point. No, not at all. Not at all. I did think the Saints youngsters look really good. You know, you've got Doddett, at seven, Sim out wide, Wellsby at fullback. I thought all of them really played really well, and it's a really good structured club, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I think it was just a, a, a pretty standard performance from Saints and 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 Wakefield. Just gave it a good go, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hull FC forty eight, Salford sixteen, a nine try demolition for Hull FC. I mean, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Not by that margin. No. Um, no. Salford made some elementary mistakes in defence. Mm. Uh, you know, not tidying up kicks. Yeah. Uh, just letting people run through the line. Yeah. Um, I, they were they were poor, Salford, this week. They were very as, poor. As good as they've been for the first two weeks. Was it was as the poor as they polar were opposite yeah. from the first two weeks. Um yeah, you're right. They, they weren't very good. Jake Connor was inspirational. 
six assists and a try. Just phenomenal. He was outstanding. Yeah, phenomenal. And, and yeah, I know we're going to talk about this in, in your news section, but he hasn't even made the England train-on squad. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, we'll talk about that in a moment, though. But um, not a happy return to Hull uh, for Mark Sneed. No, found himself in the bin, didn't he? After, yeah. I think it was uh, alleged elbow. I think it was on Jake Connor. Yeah. Uh, an elbow, but he's not copped any bands for it or anything. And the angle that I saw, you couldn't see anything anyway. It was on the, the, the blind side of the camera, so yeah. I can't really comment on it. Um, plus, the uh, the plus try, uh, the plus for Salford was that um, the Ken Seo try near the end was spectacular. Yes, that was... An, oh, I wrote that down... Salford were very poor, but all their tries were brilliant. Yeah. They scored three tries, and all of them were brilliant. The last one, Sneed kicked it, but kicked it like square. Yeah. Arthur ended the field square, and they kept it alive, didn't they? And then Did it find it with Croft. Croft. Yeah. Who, again, looks like he can beat the line, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then fed it to, to see how he went in. It was an yeah. excellent try. All but, Salford's tries were, were brilliant. Yeah. Um, just defensively, they were like under eights. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wet paper towel of the week. <laughs> definitely wet paper. Yeah, that that's wet paper that, towel defense of the that's week. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, Hull FC uh, caught some real stick preseason. Mm. The way that they ended last season, mm-hmm. uh, they've now won two out of three. Yes, um, granted. It's. I don't think it's been the most difficult start for them. Uh, they struggled a bit against Wakefield. I, I don't know how much the conditions played into that, but obviously Wakefield were being tipped for being, you know, winning around relegation. Mm. Um, obviously, Saints is by far the toughest test for anybody at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Salford, which again, people were tipping not to make the playoffs. So you would expect them to have beat the teams that they've beat and lose the team that they lost to. Mm. I think it was only because Salford have had such a good start that it was questioned whether they would win. That would have made it. But that, yeah, that made it a better win than it perhaps yeah. might have been, yeah. but From before the season, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see how they, they, they get on. Um, but it's I mean, good they for play, them to have They play four. Castleford um, this week, so yeah, that'll be a good test for them as well. And that's one, again, that they need to win if they've got ambitions, isn't it? Yeah, but... It's good for them to have four points on the board so early, I think, after the way that they finished last season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the final game of the week, uh, which is becoming a bit of a habit, really, isn't it now? Toulouse 18, Warrington 32. I'll be honest, I didn't write anything down for this. No. Because um, I just thought it was... Run of the mill. Yeah, it was just standard. Yeah. And unlike... It's pretty much what we would... I think everything that we're going to say is pretty much what we said about Saints and Wakefield, mm. except Wakefield gave it a better go. Mm. Well, Toulouse scored two late tries, didn't they? To make, I think it was about 32-8, I think, and then they scored yeah. two in the last five minutes. Yeah. Um, Josh Charlie on the score sheet again. I thought Stefan Ratchford was instrumental. Mm. Um, Stefan Ratchford played really Darryl well. Darrell Powell wasn't happy after the game, you know. I don't know if you saw it. Really. No, I didn't. Why? He just said that he thought they were, you know, making strides forward, but he thought they'd taken two or three backward steps this week. Sounds like they took the foot off the pedal a bit. Mm. So, yeah, 
it, just a, a, you know, like you say, run of the mill, and I don't think there's that much to say about it, really. No, from apart Darryl... from the weekly question of will Toulouse win a game this season, and it still looks like no, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but thirty-two-eight, you might have had a different approach on that than thirty-two-eighteen, maybe. Mm. I'm not sure. I think he would have done. I think maybe he's just talking about those last five minutes and not letting, you know, his players rest on the laurels, if you like. Yeah. Um, I think that wraps up our Super League review, doesn't it? It certainly does. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. That's right. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. And he's not here. Hello. <laughs> I just thought I'd do it, you know. It's, you know. He's away this week. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. Dirty Dancing? No. Uh, uh, it's a kind of magic, the musical? Uh, no, it's not It's not any sort of musical. Oh, okay. I'm he's, stuck then. He's watching Fleetwood versus Wigan. Don't know why, because he doesn't support either of them. <laughs> But he's gone with a mate who supports uh, Fleetwood. Do you think... Who is at home? Uh, Wigan. Do you think the atmosphere at, at Wigan Athletic versus Fleetwood will be uh, better than, like, say, a Wigan Saints game or a Wigan Warrington game or a I mean, Wigan I Leeds game? I think that's just a ridiculous question because I think we all know the answer is no. <laughs> Except I know one person that would say yeah. One of the friends he's gone with. Yeah. Yeah. So... Right. Um, anyway. Where's that Levy's stats then? With me. I've got them. Oh, so it's Callum's stats of the week. Yeah. I can't be bothered changing the jingle. All right. <laughs> so he's got one, two, three, four stats this week. One NRL and three Super League. Okay. He's so, not tried, has he, this week then? Because he's not here. Four. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's half asked it, hasn't he? He has. Go on, carry on. And he wants a microphone. Ridiculous. In it. So, stat number one. We'll start with the NRL one. Get it out of the way. Ooh. <laughs> uh, stat number one. Josh Schuster, Hamiso Tibau Fidau, the hammer. Is that the hammer? The hammer. Sam Walker, Reese Walsh, and Xavier Coates have never, have never been alive. I don't think that makes sense, but have never been alive to see the Melbourne Storm lose in round one. Right. So to put it in English, they weren't born <laughs> yeah. the last time that Melbourne Storm <laughs> yeah. lost in round one. <laughs> I'm just reading them out, they wrote. They were never been they were alive. Never alive. Never been alive. Never been alive, yeah. Right. So they weren't born. So, yeah. The last time Melbourne Storm last, lost a game in round one, none of them players were born. Oh, I wonder who they've got in the first round, I can't think. Not bothered. Oh, I just wondered if they had a chance of losing it, that was all. Don't know. I actually don't know. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, second stat: Jake Connor set a new Super League record with having six assists in a single game, taking over from Lee Brears, who had the previous record with five. That's a good effort, isn't it? Mm. Oh, by the way, the Storm on the first round play the West Tigers. Oh, so they'll win then. Yeah. Right. So they've still never been alive. <laughs> Oh, um, anyway, the third stat is Ken Sio 
has scored for Salford for seven consecutive games. He's the first player to do so for Salford since Stefan Ratchford in their 2008 championship season. Okay. So he is good. I mean, we've said it before. He's, he is a good player. I'm not sure you think of Stefan Ratchford actually being around that long, to be honest. 2008. It was yeah. his testimonial year this year. Was it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go on. It's just, yeah. Um, and his last stat, Josh Charnley has overtaken Keith Senior and Paul Wellens to move third in the all-time Super League, all-time... Hang on, what? Try scorers. Yeah, to move third in the Super League all-time scores list with 201 tries. Keith Senior and Paul Wellens were on 199, by the way. Okay. Only Danny Maguire on 247 and Ryan Hall on 212 have more tries. He could beat them. Certainly. I mean, I'm not quite sure of his age, but he could definitely catch Ryan Hall. Yeah. Although Ryan Hall is still playing. Yeah. He's always been a bit of a try machine, hasn't he, Charlie? Yeah, and yet... He would have done if he hadn't have had the spell in Rugby Union. And yet people, I was just going to say, since he's come back from Rugby Union, a lot of people have said he's not as good. But he's still scoring the tries. I think most teams would have him in their lineup, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, anyway, that was his last one. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. So, excellent, excellent. Um, so, is he back next week? I think so. Okay. If we let him, yeah. Okay, might be serving a two-week suspension <laughs> for going to watch Fleetwood and Wigan. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Right. Uh, you've got some news, haven't you, this week? Well, I'm not sure. I would call it news, but there's one or two bits that have come out. Okay. Um, well, the England squad was was out, wasn't it? Um, yeah, we mentioned about Jake Connor, didn't we? Yeah. Anyway, I'll just quickly run through the list. Uh, John Bateman, Daryl Clark, Mike Cooper, Ben Curry, Tom Davis, Lewis Dodd, Niall Evelds, Liam Farrell, Ryan Hall, Zach Hardacre, Morgan Knowles, Cruz Lehman, Matthew Lees, Johnny Lomax, Reese Lynn, Jermaine McGilvery, Paul McShane, Tommy Makinson, Liam Marshall, Harry Newman, uh, Mikhail Oledsky, Kai Pierce-Paul, Mark Percival, Stefan Ratchford, Dan Sarginson, Sam Tompkins, Alex Warmsley, Jake Wardle, Jack Wellsby, and George Williams. Okay. Um, there is a few names um, either in or omitted that I was quite surprised at. When I hear, I mean, that's the first time I've heard the squad. I knew that Connor wasn't in it, mm-hmm. um, but that's the first. Time. So when I, but when I hear like Reese Lynn, Dan Sarginson, mm. and Jake Connor, no, who centers, stroke fullbacks, like that type of thing, you know. How's Dan Sarginson made this squad? Don't know. And as well, really, the only. Unless he goes with Lomax and Williams. I was surprised Lewis Dodd was in. Although he's having a good season. Did you say Widdup then? Was Widdup in it? No. 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 Weird, isn't it? Yeah. I, I would like have, Lewis, I would have just thought it was a bit early for Lewis Dodd. I, I was just going to say to you, Lewis Dodd, I would have thought, would, would have been a shoo-in for the Knights. Yeah. Unless they're just getting him in because they see him in that setup, And then when they cut the squad to... 
23 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he might be one of the ones to... Yeah. But they'll say, like, come and, come and train with these elite players. And yeah, because uh, really, you've only got Williams and Lomax. Um, and the halves. Yeah. Um, I was quite surprised by Jack Walesby at first, and the more I thought about it, I thought, mm, he probably does deserve to be there. Dan Sarginson was a strange one. Um... You can't see Wells be getting in the team, though, can you? No, not over Tompkins, who's captain. Mm. Uh, anyway, so he's not going to get in above, uh, ahead of him. And even if he does, then you've got Nia Levels, who he could be anyway, uh, Stefan Ratchford. Again, it's looking like the Knights, I think, for Wellsby, isn't it? Mm. So there is uh, actually Rat- Ratchford could play in the. The halves. It depends. I mean, there's a few options there, isn't it? But like you say, Reese Lynn's a strange one. I mean, no disrespect to to Reese Lynn. I don't want to upset Wakefield fans, but I don't see what he does that much to be in the 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 England squad every single time. There's an England team. No. No. Uh, Jermaine McGilvery, uh, Ryan Hall. They're strange ones for me. McGilvery's. Definitely past his peak, isn't he? So's Ryan R. Not even on last season, Ryan R. Yeah, like I thought he had a really good season, but this I'm not seeing him in these first three games. Yeah, I wasn't even sure he was playing, to be honest. Unless we're thinking when it comes to crunch time in the World Cup, we need bigger wingers um, defensively. Possibly. I mean, Tommy Makinson's surely a shoe in. Yeah, because um, he's the best winger in the league. Mm. And the other one is Tom Johnston. I'm surprised he's not in the squad. Yeah. Over Hall or McGilvery. Mm. I think Tom Johnston should, should be in it. There's time for it to change, I suppose. Oh, there's time for it to change. It just seems a very strange squad. Yeah. Um, especially when you say Connor missed out. Um, it doesn't look like a squad that's picked on form. It looks very Wigan biased to me. <laughs> and I don't, I, I'm not saying, but Dan Sargentson, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Kai Pierce, Paul, I can see why he's in there yeah, again. I, can see I that. think yeah. he'll be in the Knights. I think that's a that's a similar situation to what we talked about with Wellsby and Dodd. Yeah, I can um, see that. So maybe they've just, may, I don't know, maybe behind the scenes he's gone. Look, I'm going to put these in, but I just want them to train with some elite <laughs> players. But I can um, see that. But if we go back to Sargentson and Lynn, they don't represent that. No, are they thirty plus? I, I don't think Reese Lynn's quite no. there. But, but if you if you talk about that, then what they're going to offer that going forward? How much better are they going to well, get? Well, if you're talking centres, you've got Josh Griffin not in there, mm. Toby King not in there. Mm. I would have thought Toby King would definitely be in there. Mm. It just seems there's one or two omissions there that I think are quite odd. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but like we say, it's it's only a training squad and it's not like it's a, a, a test squad, if you like. So No, and if some if, if Connor continues to play all season like he did last mm. week, then you can't ignore him, can you? Maybe he's... I mean, there's always been questions over his attitude and that hasn't heard with Connor and maybe he's it's a bit a, of a maverick and maybe it's his way of saying or maybe he has said, look, you need to calm yourself down before you yeah. get in this. Maybe so. it's... A, yeah, you need to prove to me that you can, mm. we can rely on you to stay on the pitch, for example, yeah. Yeah, so... Who knows? Okay. Yeah. Um, attendances were were pretty good again. Good um, for for round three. Um, when I find my, there it is. Well done. Thanks. Good prep. <laughs> yeah. 
if you did some, I wouldn't have to do it. Uh, so there was an average of 8,899,000 fans between the six. 8,000 what, sorry? 8,899. That was the average crowd from round three. Six more people. and well, It was a slight... Slight improvement from round two that had an average of 8,511. Mm. Um, and a total of 53,394 fans went to this round, went to round three. We're, we're like, we're six people down from 8,900 there. So if you blagged a free ticket or free hospitality, or you're like, you know, you're some sort of agent that gets a free ticket or something, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, pay your way. <laughs> It's Crouncher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Leeds had just over 10 and a half. 10,655. Yeah. Which is pretty good, really, considering, you know, they were playing Catalan. I know that's a, a big game, but yeah. considering Catalan, don't, Catalan all, don't bring any fans. It's all home fans, isn't it? Yeah, bar maybe like six Catalan fans or yeah. something. Um, so I think that's good. Cool. But Leeds always do well because they're a big city as well, aren't they? Yeah. No, not saying that goes against them. I'm just saying that they always do well with yeah. crowds anyway. Um, and at Wigan, there was 10,291 as well. Yeah. So uh, It shows you as well with, with Wigan, they've had a good start and then the fans will start coming back in as well, won't they? Yeah. Uh, 10,361 at Saints. Yeah. Same again. Yeah. Um, so they've had 23,469 combined fans over their first two games. That's good, isn't it? Um, yeah. So it's good. I, I, it's nice to see the part. I think the whole point of sort of bringing it up is that because attendances were so low throughout last season, <laughs> I think people are getting... I, I think the only thing to put it down to is the COVID thing. I think and people so, yeah. were so scared of the COVID and people are getting over that now. And I, I think so as well. It's just and nice it, to see. I, I think people are really happy to be back in the grounds, aren't they now? And... and the world's a little bit more normal in terms of that at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, it's probably a big factor, I think. So, it's just nice to see that was really the only reason I was bringing it up. And yeah, no, it's good, positive, positive. We're all yeah. about positivity. The Positivity Podcast. Question for you, go on. What would you do to jazz up rugby league? Um, I wouldn't have fireworks in the day, you know, before kickoff, like some of them have, because then you're looking in the sky and you can't see them. I don't, I've seen that before. Okay. Well, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> Just heard them. Um, uh, maybe some sort of like mascot fight. Okay, I like that. I yeah, like, yeah, I like that. Maybe some sort of like mascot fight. You know, yeah. none of this hugging and you know hugging and dancing about, holding hands, going around the creek. No, no, get a get a little like sort of like mascot boxing ring. Yeah. And let him, you know. Okay, I like let, it. Let um, you know, let let Wolfie, you know, hammer the early bird or something, you know, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. Imagine that before a derby, Hull and Hull KR, the Red Robin against the early bird in like some sort of boxing match. Mm. Yeah, how good would that be? I would love that. I'd yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah, are you up for that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's make it happen. Brilliant. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd do to Jazz at Rugby League. Excellent. Thanks. Mascot Boxing Championship. Definitely. Excellent. Who do you think would win? If Bradford was still in it, Bull, Bull Man would win it. But Is that because he's got Bull Boy as well and there's like two of them? He's like a tag team. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, that's a good question. Who would win? Who would win the Mascot Boxing Championship? Can you let us know? Please please let us know. Please tweet us or whatever and let mm. us know because... Um, 
Ronnie the Rhino. I, I was going to say he, he'd be one of the favourites. Wolfie. He'd be, be up there. Be about five, six to one, Wolfie. Boots? Nah, no chance. <laughs> if he brought back that... St. Bernard. Steadied St. Bernard for a year. <laughs> he'd well win it. What, Big G? Big G's got a chance. The size of that Swede. Yeah. Bumph. Not Although it's, oh, it's a big target, isn't it, for uh, someone to hit him? Yeah, but if you've got a... Uh, that big, you've got to have a strong jaw. Tell you, you wouldn't win. Go on. Well, Max the Warrior. <laughs> right. No. That that wouldn't win. No. The early bird? No. Nah. It's a bit soft. Yeah. Red Robin? I think he'd have a shout. Well, that dragon? Possibly. Possibly. Depends whether he's allowed to use his fire. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, a bit unfair then, though, isn't it? What about that uh, Salford Red Devil that looked like Marwan Kukash? Do you remember? Yeah. And then and then they just took the moustache yeah. off it. <laughs> You'd have more chance with the moustache, I reckon. I reckon so. It makes, yeah. Anyway, let me tell you Martin Sadler's crazy idea. Okay. So Martin Sadler suggested, why not give five or even six points for a try that arises directly from a play the ball, a scrum, a kick or an interception from inside a team's own half. So he wants five or six point tries for spectacular tries. Right. Not quite sure how that would work, to be honest. What what constitutes a spectacular... Like, who decides if it's... How spectacular it is? Well, I don't know because... Mascots again. Maybe. So if a mascot fight, first one that gets knocked out, yeah, you get like five or six points. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, he, he says, directly from a play of the ball. Is that not every try, though? Uh, no, I think he does he mean a scoot. So like a Jimmy Lowe special of a one-yard scoot, a Kieran Cunningham special or yeah, something. Yeah, that, that's not a spectacular try, It's not try, spectacular. Is it? uh, a scrum. Yeah. A kick. Or an interception from inside a team's own half. What? They're just a few examples. Okay. I think he's too much of a maverick, to be honest. Calm down, Martin. They have five points in rugby union. Yeah, but then they get bonus points as well if they score a certain amount of tries, don't they? He's not suggested that. No. Not yet. I don't I don't understand what's a six point try and what's a five point try and how we get to that. Mm. Maybe like a, an owner's mud wrestling match or something in the you know, on the side of the pitch. Yeah. I prefer the mascot stuff. Amy McManus against Ian Lenehan. Mm, I don't want to see like Derek Beaumont rolling around in mud and stuff. In his hoodie? Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I no, forget that one. Yeah. And that's tight on Huddersfield as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd uh, go very well, wouldn't they? What, with Ken Davey? Yeah. I don't think that's fair, is it? No. Anyway, that's all I've got. Just a few little points that I thought. Some good, some bad, and yeah. some crackers. I I actually think, though, out of that, the mascot boxing match is a goer, which is better than Martin Sadler's six-point tries. I agree. Yeah? Yeah, I'm well up for that. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Mascot boxing. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's 
This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> this week's NRL news brought to you by the Loose Forward Podcast. That was uh, especially for Gray, who told us to turn to um, you know turn down he the said, uh, NRL enthusiasm. He said we had too much, uh, too much of it. Yeah. So that was just for you, Gray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, on the phone now we have uh, our special guest of the week, don't we, Callum? We do. It's that time again. Yes, and I'm delighted. That we have, uh, we're going to talk Leeds Rhinos this week. Yes. Well, actually, I'm not sure he'll be delighted we're going to talk Leeds Rhinos. <laughs> but on the line, uh, we've got Eddie, who is uh, from the Lot Pod and Lot 17A on Twitter, uh, and is our our go to man for all things Leeds Rhinos. Yes, Callum? Yes. Good. Eddie, you with us? Lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Eddie. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Yes. Very well, thank uh, you. We're good. We're uh, good. We've Big a... fan of the show. Thank, thank you, you very much. Excellent. First person that's ever said that, I think. Yeah. Me? Really? Yeah, you're our favourite guest, <laughs> <Yeah>. Eddie. <laughs> Thanks. We'll leave it there. <laughs> I've peaked. <laughs> yeah. So, Eddie, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your rugby league journey, first of all? Uh, yeah, I would. As a kid, I was more. I was mad. Still, I'm mad on football. I'm massive, massive. I came to rugby league quite late. I would have say I would have been about seven or eight. Kind of, my granddad grabbed hold of me and were like, "Right, you, you play enough football, and you know you're Leeds United mad." Kind of watch this, and it was Gary Schofield. So it must. Have, it was still at Leeds. It must have been about ninety three, ninety four. So I must have been about seven or eight. And just watching Scoey, I was just like, wow, what a player. Especially yeah, like yeah. On, on the international scene and things yeah. he were telling me, what he did. And he, he were local to us as well. He kind of lived in the, grew up in the same area of Leeds that, that I did. So it, it was Scoey really, that really. Just watching him and then a few years after that, Yestin Harris, you know, in, yeah. in the school playground, everyone wanted to be Yestin. Yeah. Just come, you know, just, uh, just, we, we completely revolutionised Leeds, really. Pretty much the start of the foundations, I think, to that golden generation came off the back of him. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I uh, got my teeth into it, off the back of that 99 Cup final, really. Brilliant. Um, just this season, then? Is it, oh, God, is do we it, have to? Yeah, well, I'm just <laughs> going to ask you, is it worse being a Leeds Rhinos fan or a Leeds United fan this season? Well, this is it. So usually, being a fan of United and the Rhinos, one of them seems to be doing all right sometimes. You know, so if the Rhinos are rubbish, United might have had like three or four wins on the bounce, and you're like, well, I can live with that. But then at the moment, you know, United are in complete free fall. Just, and I'm not, I know it's not a uh, football podcast, but, you know, sacked Bielsa, which is a just diabolical decision. And then, the rhinos are rubbish as well, so it's like there's no, no, you there's no easing chest. of the pain at all. <laughs> you get it off your chest, mate. It's absolutely fine. That's why we're here. We're like we're like agony uncles, aren't we, Callum? Yeah. I was like, yeah. So I'll have to come in every week then. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you've got obviously now you've got your um, your own pod, haven't you? How did that come about? To be honest, it came about from just seeing a gap in the market. Same with the the Twitter page. Um, I don't have a personal Twitter anymore, but when I did, 
I'd kind of follow the fan accounts in on, on football pages and rugby league pages and in, in in terms of football on social media, there's loads of great accounts and you know, with memes and great content and I just thought that there was a gap in the market mm-hmm. for a for a Rhinos page with a bit of a nostalgia feel. Yeah. And then to be honest, in terms of the pod, it was like listening to yourselves and the, uh, the Red Robin Hulk KR podcast and I think there's a Wakefield one that I dipped into and again I just thought you guys are doing such a great job as in yourselves and all these others and again I thought there isn't a Leeds Rhinos one yeah there's nothing and I've always felt that online the best content comes from fans Absolutely. like whether it's in football rugby league any sport yeah any sport I follow you know because the pundits and things like TalkSport, they all get their platform. Yeah. And it becomes like, you know, you listen to Sky and things and the pundits, you, you almost know what they're going to say because it's every week. Yeah. So there's never a fresh opinion or that rant where, you know, the passion from a fan, if they've won a game or lost a game, you know, I've always felt that fans' content is much more, I felt that it's more real and I yeah. just feel the more people jump in like yourselves and myself and others on Twitter, I still think there's a gap in the market for rugby league for more people to create more content in there. You know, you've got, um, I think it's Brian from six again. Yes. Things like that. I mean, what a great, what a great idea. What a great page. And so I, I, I just felt there was a gap in the market. So I kind of jumped in and thankfully people have, kind of enjoyed it so far yeah brilliant yeah no it's really good reading and listening so mm. well done mm. yeah no, I thank you i think you know you'll have to look at like something like the arsenal fan tv or summer and like oh, yeah again you know sorry yeah, yeah. yeah again you know people think that they're wallies but th- that kind of content callum it's massive isn't it yeah it's, you know the amount of the amount of hits and things that they get and these watch-alongs you know I, I don't i don't think it's any look I don't think it's ever something I'd do, but again, I just there's a massive gap in the market for things like that. Yeah, I agree. For rugby league, so yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, like that Robbie or whatever that does it drives around in some sort of Rolls Royce now or something. Was it? Yeah. He's minted. Right, really? Yeah, he's loaded. He's absolutely minted. I mean, imagine if someone were filming outside Rhinos now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'd be, be some amazing outbursts, and yeah. like I say, it's not for me, but I think there'd be a lot of people because it does tend to be like the Arsenal fan TV stuff. You tend to like enjoy that more when they lose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's always yeah. better when they lose because, you know, they say some ridiculous stuff and it's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, but, yeah, I do think there's yeah. a gap in the market. There. It's so raw, isn't it, when you get fans on? Well, that's it. Yeah, it's that, pa- you know, it's that passion, that emotion. It means so much to yeah. the yeah. fans, whereas a pundit will just come on and say, yeah, they were rubbish. Like, well, yeah, well, we know that. Yeah. But we want a little bit more. And I always think that fans speak better, yeah. in, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah. But moving on to the Rhinos, um, oh obviously, <laughs> obviously, the expectation before the season, everybody sort of tipping them to be round third, fourth. Uh, Me too. And then all of a sudden, the season started, and it, it's none from three. So what's what's gone wrong for the start of the season? Would you say? <sighs> it's hard to say because, as you say, on paper without doubt the best squad we've had mm. I mean we we sort of had this discussion on on my podcast about it on paper being better than the 2017 
grand final winning side. Mm. You know, we, we were kind of discussing that on paper. Some of the players in this in this side would are better than, for instance, like you know, Mikaledski is better than Anthony Mulally. Sorry, mm. Anthony, if you're listening, but he is in it. So <laughs> kind of that comparison. So on paper, we really should we should be doing better. But yeah. for whatever, and I, I mean, I know we've lost three, but. They are three of the hardest games. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not you been know, a, an easy start, has it? No, and I know I'm not making any excuse, but if that had been, say for instance, with those three games would have been Wakey to lose and Salford. Yeah. Sorry, fans, if you aren't listening. Yeah. Richard, if we'd have lost those three, I reckon Richard Ergar would have gone. Yeah. So it's one of those, anyway. We've kind of played three of the best sides. Yeah. But in terms of expectations, and even now, it's still early days. and Yeah. I do expect us to win something this year, even now. Yeah. People are saying, what are you on about? But honestly, I do. I just think, you know, we've 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 only had really had our first 13 on the field. I know injury excuses are coming now, always me. But for like that first Channel 4 game, for up until Myler got injured and Bentley got sent off. So, yeah, still a lot to come. And we haven't, we haven't seen Harry Newman this year. David Fusser too has been concussed. I think he's due back. So I do think there's a lot more to come, whether that's with Richard A. guys, another question, because I think, I do think he deserved the first crack of the whip with this, this team now. And it's up to him now and Sean Long and JJB, if they can get a tune out of it now, it's it's totally up to them because there's some serious weapons in that lead side now. Mm. Do you think it feels worse because, like, like I say, because yeah, because it's mm. not been an, a, an easy start. It's probably the hardest start any teams had in the league. But because mm. Catalan haven't been quite up to the standard that they've been like last season, do you think that feels worse? Like if they'd have been um, two from two coming into this, and then you lost, it's mm. like, well, look at who we've played. But mm. because Catalan have have not been quite firing, do you think that feels? a little bit worse or do you think it just comes down to the actual games and thinking actually we probably should have won that anyway? No, I think you know, I think it made it a lot worse, especially at Catalan. They had Mike McGeek in at prop. I think they only had mm. two props playing. Mm. I mean and they never travel particularly well, really usually. And I think I felt they were there for the taking, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And I just felt especially off the back of a poor performance at Wigan, where we were diabolical at Wigan. We were really diabolical. You kind of expected a reaction. And Catalan were rubbish. Well, the, the way that I've seen it, looking from the outside, Eddie, is that mm. I thought Leeds were really unlucky in the first game, on the Channel 4 game against Warrington. Yeah. Got down to 12, got pipped at the post. I thought they were really unlucky in that game. Mm. The second game, they just weren't very good. No. And the last game, the third one, We've said in our review, I don't quite know how Leeds didn't win because they no. bombed, they bombed mm. at least four chances when they were when they were through the line from ten yards out. But I don't know about you, but from me watching it from when Mitchell Pearce got binned, I think there were about fourteen minutes left, fifteen minutes left. Yeah, mm. and as you say, we had loads of chances that we bombed. Yeah, and I was kind of sat there with my friend watching it, and we kind of looked at each other and said. We could play till midnight tonight. We aren't going to score. Yeah, we just we just didn't have any structure. It was just so, so there was no one really grabbing a hold of the attack and kind of saying, "Look, we don't 
we're still in this game. They're a man down. We've got a chance to win it, not just not just level up, but to actually win it. But we just looked awful. Yeah. Yeah. And whether that's, I know it's early days and we're on the second game of Caesar and Austin, but you still think that their relationship previously at the Raiders, that they'd, they'd have something, but we just looked awful, absolutely awful. And that was the worst thing, Andy, you touched on it there, that the endeavour and the effort that we had in the first game, mm. being a man down and being down to 11 at one stage of the game when Dwyer got pinned, it kind of made it worse going to Wigan because everyone came out of that Warrington game at Headingley kind of thinking, oh, bloody hell, I can't believe we've lost to that. Yeah. Mm. You know, a man down with and Warrington just scraped past us. So everyone kind of came away from that game thinking, well, we've lost, but mm. we saw so much there. Yeah, it's a moral victory. That we're gonna, yeah, yeah, a moral victory, and we're going to Wigan, and we've nothing to fear. And we've not because we, the way we've just performed against Warrington, mm. you know, we were kind of expecting the same again, and we just fell off a cliff and yeah. kind of gone back to old ways. And then I, I felt Catalan's squad on paper, as I said, they were there for the taking. But as I say, it's no good saying that on paper you need to get on the field and do it but yeah. mm. no, it won't good at all again I noticed that um, Aiden I've seen one or two fans um, giving Aiden Caesar a bit of stick because he, he's not really been getting involved and there was a shot I've mentioned it before there was a shot at the end uh, I saw on the Super League show he's at the end of the match and his kit was sparkling like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he had a speck of mud on him he didn't even I don't think it. he got tackled no. <laughs> no, I don't think he got tackled see a lot of people stuck the boot into him after Catalan mm. but I, I feel that with Cruz Leeming filling in and playing in the halves pretty much the majority of last year and did a great job I've, I've mentioned it on my pod that I feel like Leeming feels he needs to get involved more mm. and I, I genuinely do believe that he, he is standing on on Caesar's toes a little yeah. you know in terms of the attack it's just my opinion but and I feel that Caesar I don't, I'm not sure what, what kind of character he is but I feel like he needs to say look you just you do your job from nine Everything else, me and Blake will kind of take it from there. Yeah, but yeah. I, ju- I just think that's because Leeming's kind of filled in there, and he's kind of trying to do more. Especially with him just being captain, named captain as well. Yeah, I feel like he's got a bit more. How he feels, and he needs to grab hold of the team a bit more. I just think that if he could just take a little step back and let Caesar do his job. Just my opinion. I might be reading it wrong, but I just feel like he stood on his toes a little. I don't think Caesar deserves the. I didn't think he were that bad against Catalan. Like you say, he didn't get tackled or you know, it didn't look like he'd played. But I thought I thought there were worse players on that pitch than him. Mm. <laughs> I know you mentioned well, you've already mentioned about Richard Agar, but um uh, Martel Bielsa's free if it doesn't work out for Richard Agar. Yeah. <laughs> plays a great attacking brand, doesn't he? Bring him in. <laughs> so what can't be any worse. <laughs> Eddie, what does um what does a good 2022 look like now then three games in uh what does a good yeah. 2022 look like for the rhinos i'd accept a challenge cup final i think that personally i want to get there because i want to go to that amazing new spurs stadium that's true yeah because it looks amazing and far people say to me on twitter you know, you can go. You don't you know, if the Rhino and it's I'm not, far too tight. It's not the same to be going <laughs> to be going to watch Saints or you know 
cattle and lift it, you know, far too tight. Yeah, it's not the same. Anyway, no, I don't not, think you I definitely savour it yeah. when your team's there, don't you? Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm hoping we get there for just for that reason, because I'd yeah. absolutely love to go there. But I would, I, I think, as I say, I do, I, people listen to this saying it's mad. I I'd still think that we will win something this year. Okay. Um, whether that's the cup, uh, pro- probably more than likely the cup rather than in the grand final or the uh, league leaders. But okay. I, in terms of what would I think, I think a cup final appearance would be acceptable. You've got to think last year that, you know, we were game away from Old Trafford. Yeah. You know, no one, or majority of fans and pundits didn't expect that of us. So we, although we've been pretty poor, we're not that bad. No, no, that's true. <laughs> well, before we let you go, we're going to put you on the spot, like we do with all oh, our God. guests, and we're going to we're going to ask you for your 2022 prediction for the Leeds Rhinos. So we want a finishing position in the league. If uh, if that's with yeah, him, go on, yeah, go on. No, okay, we'll do that one first. Um, I'm going to say fourth. Fourth. Okay. So that means <laughs> they're in the playoffs. So what's yes. going to happen in the playoffs? I think similar to last year, I'll say. Semis? Same as last year. They'll just miss out on, on the big one, on the big dance. Okay, semi-defeat. And then what's going to happen in the Challenge Cup? Leeds win. Put my Leeds neck on win. the line. Well, Put my neck on the line, Leeds win. Can't. Huddersfield and Leeds can't both win it, can they? Because no, Nathaniel, Nathaniel last week yeah. said last week that Huddersfield were going to win it. Yeah. I so. think they look half good this year, to be honest. Huddersfield, yeah. Mm. So mm. Out, out of that, we've had uh, two out of two, two out of three of our guests have said their team's going to win the Challenge Cup. Well, <laughs> we're going to need to thank Louise for being realistic here, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Someone's I, got to have their head screwed up. Exactly. So, listen, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to oh, you. Oh, thanks for having me. Keep up the good work, guys. I'm a, thank I'm a you. keen listener, and um, yeah, oh. I think you're doing a, a great job. Keep it up. Smashing. Thank you so and we much. Will, and we will come to you. Well, we'll as and when, you, as yeah. and when they win a game or whatever, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, Eddie. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. And we will speak to you soon for uh, yeah, our, our, next, Le- care, our next Leeds Rhinos instalment. All right, thanks, Cheers, Eddie. Cheers, thanks, Eddie. Bye. Well, that was good, wasn't it? It was. It was he okay, positive or not? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, you know, like, I think I, I agree with him. It's a long season. I know they're only three games in. It's quite upbeat then. Yeah, I won't go that far. <laughs> um, not about Marcello Bielsa. No, <laughs> no, no. He's not having uh, very good time in either yeah. code, is he? So. I think if you, I think if you're like you're upbeat, like like Nathaniel last week, I think with Eddie, if you're predicting that your team's going to win the Challenge Cup final, mm. I think you're quite upbeat. I think so, but I think as well. And and no disrespect to to Huddersfield or anybody else that we get on, but if you're Leeds Rhinos, you should be winning things. Right. Let, let me right. So let me let me ask you this then. So Eddie's actual predictions. Yeah. Fourth place. Yeah. Semi final defeat. Yeah. Challenge Cup final win. Yeah. How does that how does that rate out a ten for Leeds Rhinos season? Um, eight. That's a pretty good season. I think so as well. You eighty minutes from. Old Trafford. Surely any team would accept that, yeah. wouldn't they? Uh, uh, you've won a trophy. They'll be disappointed 
not to get to the final. Yeah. It's but probably more than nine, to be honest. He's made up for it by winning the Challenge Cup. Yeah. I think so as well. It's an eight and nine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. And if they're going to do that, they've got a bit of work to do because currently they're, they're not from three, so they've got a bit of uh, catching up to do, haven't they? Yeah. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. Still makes me laugh that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the phone we've got Brian from Six Again. Brian, how are you? Hi boys, how are we? Very well, thank you. Not as good, well. Good. Not as well, although I think as Keith Mason, Brian. Oh what a week. What a week. First our first correct score. Prediction followed by the next day. Ridiculous. First correct score, second correct score prediction. Do you know what? I used to like Keith Mason as well. Yeah, yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Keith, me you're listening. Now. Gone. We've finished with you, Keith. So I... Don't you knock me off my perch, Keith Mason. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Uh, the... Do you want to? Um, do you want to? Uh, update... oh, Callum, do you want to just quickly run through in case anybody's listening for the first time? Quickly. Uh, yes, I can do very quickly. Uh, the point system is for a correct team, you get two points. For um, within ten points, you get three points. Within two points, that's four points. And for a spot-on prediction, that is seven points. And we've got seven teams represented, which is me, you, Brian from Six again. We've got the stats team. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Yorkshire team. Uh, we've got a Lancashire fans team, and we've got what uh, uh, we've termed the insiders, which is a mixture of pros, pundits, journalists, etc., etc. Yeah, that's okay. right. Okay. Yeah. So we are now on to week. Uh, we're now on to week three, aren't we? Yep. Uh, Brian, do you want to update us? Yeah, but on week four. On week four, sorry. Yeah. Um, well, at the top of the league now are the insiders, thanks to Keith's uh, two correct scores. <laughs> um, and they got the most points for the week as well. Um, followed closely by Callum, who's still in second. Well, back to second. Um, then, Andy, you're third. Uh, I didn't have a good week this week. You didn't have a good week, no. I didn't think I had a good week with my two by sevens, which both lost. Um, but I still had a medium, uh, a medium week. Uh, Lanks are fourth with myself, joint fourth. Uh, the stats team are sixth. And the Yorkshire team are rock bottom. Um, and that would be the negative again, mainly because Nathaniel only got eight points this week, oh, and and he changed his mind from Catalan to Leeds um, within half an hour of messaging me his oh, predictions. Yeah, he did, he? Yeah. So he'd he got an extra few points there as well. So they're even rocker bottom. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Who have we got this week, Bry? So, with the stats team, we've still got cast Tiger stats for this week. Um, Lancashire, we've got St. Biffy. Ah, from St. Helens. From St. Helens, yeah. Um, for Yorkshire, we've got um, down at Bellevue podcast. From Wakefield Trinity. From Wakefield Trinity. And representing the insiders, we have Workington's very own Jamie Doran. Excellent. We've got a we've got a real insider as well this week. And we're back to the players. We've got some we've got some real real good guests, aren't we, in this prediction league so far? We have, yeah. Bryson, a great job, haven't he? He has. 
too we good because they keep they keep beating. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> well, we got a there. couple of pearlers <laughs> coming up as well. Have we? You need to tone it down, Brian, because we <laughs> yeah. keep getting beat. <laughs> so, all right then. So, shall we go on to this week's predictions? Yeah. Okay. Um, first one up is Wakefield for Leeds on Thursday night on Sky. This could okay. be a good game. This. I think this could be a great game. Um, I think, obviously, from what we saw uh, from Sim from Wakefield, they're giving things a good go. Leeds obviously not firing. I do think Leeds will be too strong this week, and I think they'll pick up the first two points, and I'm going to say Leeds by a 10. A very, very similar prediction to you in, in the reasoning. Um, so I'm going to go Leeds by eight. Mm. But it we wouldn't surprise have... oh, me. Sorry. sorry, it wouldn't surprise me if Wakefield won. No, I don't think it would me either. It wouldn't surprise Gary Edinson either if Chris Kendall's in charge. <laughs> oh, we've had that controversy all night, haven't we? <laughs> right, what have we got, Brian? So for the stats team, uh, cast Tiger Stats, I've got Leeds by 18. St. Biffy for Lancashire's got Leeds by 12. Down at Bellevue for Yorkshire has got Wakey by 10. Oh, I like that bit of confidence there. Mm. Jamie Dodden is for the insiders has gone leads by twelve, and myself I've gone leads by fourteen. Okay, excellent. Next game, um, Waddington v Catalans, eight o'clock on Friday again on Sky. Okay, um, I think from what you said before, Callum, that Daryl Powell wasn't very happy mm. with their performance last week, even though they won. I don't think they'll have had too much stretched out of them. Uh, in the last win against Toulouse. Mm. Catalans haven't really impressed me in any of the three games that they've played so far. I'm going to go Warrington by 18. Okay. Yeah, pretty much same reasoning. Um, but I'm going to say Warrington by 14. Okay. Clean sweep for Warrington this week, boys. Okay. Uh, Tiger stats have gone Warrington by 12 for the stats team. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Warrington by 8. Down at Bellevue for Yorkshire, Waddington by six. Jamie Dodden for the insiders, Waddington by eight. And myself, I've gone Waddington by ten. Okay. Pretty much for the same reason as yourself, Bush. I think that's a bit of a uh, an indictment on Catalan, isn't it? Like because th- that wouldn't have happened this time. Like it was not this time last year, but last season. But last season, this could have gone. Everybody way, going, oh, yeah. gonna, you know, it, it don't, I don't think it's. Ultimate. I don't think that would have been impressed. a clean sweep on the predictions. No, I don't. Doing this last season. No, no. I think I agree. I think if Maloney had stayed, it still wouldn't have been a clean sweep either. I yeah, think the true. Pierce combination's not working yet. No, no that's true. No, good point. Um, next game, Bri. Uh, Hull KR for St. Helens, 8 o'clock on Friday. Um, Hull KR will be looking to carry on improving, won't he? And, and, and obviously hoping to snatch another two points and, and two on the bounce. But, I mean, it's Saints, in it? It's a tough ask and... The champions, like I say, I don't really think getting out of second gear against Wakefield, I think they'll be a bit fresh, so I'm going to say Saints by 18. Um, well, I've read as well that today that Hulkar have got a, um, a tummy bug going all through the, the ground right? and the, the squad and everything. So uh, I've been reading about that today. So based on that, I'm going to go Saints 28. Okay. We have another clean sweep for Saints. Um, Castagas stats for the stats team, Saints by 16. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Saints by 14. Down at Bellevue, Saints by 24. Jamie Dodden for the Insiders, Saints by 28. And myself, Saints by 16. Mm. That's 
Me and Jamie Doran getting a seven point today. Next game is Toulouse v Wigan, five o'clock UK time on Saturday. Um, just same as normal. I think they'll be far too strong. Mm. Um, I don't think there's much else to say about that. I think he'll be. I think they'll fight hard at home like they did against Warrington, but I think they'll end up with a similar type of scoreline. Um, slightly worse, in my opinion. So I'm going to go Wigan by 24. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm going to, well, same reasons, but I'm going to say Wigan by 28. Again, another clean sweep for Wigan, and everyone's gone within six points. Cast Tiger starts for the stats team, Wigan by 28. St. Burfee for Langshaw, Wigan by 30. Down at Bellevue for Yorkshire, Wigan by 22. Jamie Dodden for the Insiders, Wigan by 22. And myself, I've gone Wigan by 26. Okay. All right. Next game, Brian. Um, Huddersfield for Salford, 3 o'clock on Sunday. That could be interesting as well. Oh, Salford will obviously be wanting to bounce back. Um, I, I think I think Mark's need escape to ban, so they'll be well happy to have him. Uh, but Huddersfield obviously going really well and did put up a decent fight against Wigan. Um, but I think Huddersfield will be too much, and I'm going to say Huddersfield by 16. Yeah, I think the same. But I, I have been impressed by Huddersfield this season and what they've showed. Mm. Um, I think even in defeat last week, they ran Wigan pretty close at times. Um, Salford, I think, perhaps have fell off a little bit from the first two games. So I'm going to go Huddersfield by 22. Ooh, big one. Mm. And another clean sweep. We have Cast Tiger Stats for the Stats team, Huddersfield by 12. St. Burfee for Lancashire, Huddersfield by 18. Down at Bellevue for Yorkshire, Huddersfield by 4. As is Jamie Dodden for the Insiders, also Huddersfield by 4. And myself, Huddersfield by 12. All because they've got two, they've made, well, two of the best players back mm. for this week. And I think Salford have lost Ryan Brealey and someone else as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I think we should have one more match, Bry, shouldn't we? Yeah, Castleford City half three kickoff on Sunday. Right. This I think this is probably the most difficult one to predict. Mm. Um, or is it? I think Wakefield Leeds is quite difficult. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hull for the simple fact that Castleford just haven't done a thing right all season. Hull have had two out of three wins. They'll have a bit of confidence going from that. I think they'll be too strong, and I'm gonna go Hull FC by eight. Sounds weird that. You've said Hull have won two out of three, and yet they just seem to have been rubbish. Yeah. But it's weird. Anyway, but no, I agree. I think Cass just not doing it for me at the minute, um, and I think they'll be not from four. Uh, Huddersfield, well, I mean, if Jake Connor plays like that, they'll, they'll give anybody a go, I think. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to say Huddersfield, uh, sorry, Hull by um, ten. We have some interesting scores for this one. Uh, Cast Tiger Stats for the stats team has done a Louise Castleford by two. Excellent. Ah, yes, the old the old my team's gonna win by two approach. I love yeah. it. It's my favourite prediction that out of them all. <laughs> I'll absolutely love it. You might change your mind in a moment. Right. Uh, Same for like um, uh, full FC by sixteen. Yeah. Jamie Dodden for the Insiders. Castlefield by four. 
Castleford by four, sorry. Um, and myself, I've gone Hull FC by four. <coughs> and for Yorkshire, <laughs> down at Bellevue, has gone Hull FC by 44. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I love it. That's taken over the two as my favourite prediction. Absolutely love it. Would Brilliant. you like me to? Would you like me to read you this? I put love the last one. He put I might in inverted commas be going for a few bites there. Brilliant! Absolutely <laughs> love it. Castleford uh, uh, hold by forty-four. I love it. Imagine if they did. I know. Can you imagine if he was right? Now that'd be amazing, <laughs> you know wouldn't it? I, I, th- I think if like Caddy, like we did with Caddy Roberts, would she give us the like exact scores? Mm. I think if Hull FC win by 44, we might have to give them a few bonus points. Uh, they are bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You can have one, bo- one bonus point if you get I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, <clears throat> I think that uh, that wraps us up for the prediction league, brother. Just out of interest, Brian, the insiders are top, aren't they? What's the gap in the points to Callum in second? It is... Ooh, I've knocked it off my phone. I think it's about six. Six mm. points, six points. It might here. be even less than that. Okay. So he's not much. I know you're third and you're ten. Oh, so no, sorry. It's 13 points. No, nine points. Nine points it is. There you go. Just got it up. Nine points to gap to Callum and then ten points to gap to you, Andy. 19 behind. I've got some work to do, haven't I? Mm, yeah. yeah, well, I'm behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, Bright, I mean... You know, I am poor. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> well, what I was gonna say, Bri, was the rumours have been abound this week that you've you've swapped, you've you've asked your five year old son for help in your predictions. Not this week. Right. Uh, I'm giving it. What I'm holding off. What I'm only holding off because I'm only two points behind you, Andy. To be quite fair, oh. so I'm I'm all I'm holding off. Um, just for now. <laughs> that deserves another trophy at the end of the season that I got beat by Bride Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think the trophy will be when my five-year-old does do it and he comes top and it's a trophy I won against everyone trophy just for him. I think so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, Right, I think that wraps us up, doesn't it, Callum? It certainly does. Um, thank you for staying with us again for this week. Uh, thank you to Eddie from... Lot 17A and the Lot Pod. Go check that out. Uh, thanks again to, to Brian for running the Predictions League. Um, and it's it's thanks from me. And check check Brian's Twitter out at six again. Absolutely. Um, it's So it's goodbye from me. It's enjoy your rugby league wherever you go in. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>